Welcome to Forging the Body of the Witch, a podcast about sorcery, magic, manifestation, and all those things that we use to make our lives better. I'm your host, Chris Dambala. Now let's get started. Hi there, and welcome to episode seven of Forging the Body of the Witch, which I'm going to tentatively call How to Build the Body of a Sex Magician. If you've been around magic and esoteric ideas for a while, you're probably a little bit familiar with some concepts around sex magic. So in this sense, I'm going to define it in terms of magic designed to alter your environment or has some practical use. Um, I'll mention a couple of resources so that I can make a point of distinction. So I'm going to come at this from a backwards perspective or a bottoms up. If I don't know if there's a pun intended there or not. Maybe there is. Um, so most of the better known and better uh, books or resources around practical sex magic, I'll mention a few and then I'll mention what they do and how I'm taking this in a completely different direction. Not completely different, complementary. Uh, Freddie UD's, I think it's called Secrets of Western Sex Magic, uh, Jason Miller, what's it, Sex, Sorcery and Spirits, uh, Jason Augustus Newcomb, I think he's got one called Sexual Sorcery, there's probably a few others, um, they're, they're probably the easiest to read and understand and get something going with, uh, I'm quite invested in some of Michael Bertio's particular perspectives on sexual magic, which comes through the uh, Vinon Gnostic current and, you know, Kenneth Grant and Austin Spear have their perspectives. Of the ones that I've mentioned, the commonality is this idea that biospiritual energy, I'll use that term <coughs> rather than trying to attach it to a particular tradition, is uh, somehow visualised and then we use like breath and imagination and in some cases um, muscular tension um, to move that energy around the body. I'll let you review those. And then that having better access to that, or maybe it's more precise to say better flow of that energy makes you a better sex magician because that's the kind of energy that you're dealing with. That's the brief version. Now, I want to offer something new to this, which I don't feel is being dealt with, possibly because it's not their interest. It is mine is that you need to make your physical body the best it possibly can at handling libidinal force. And that will teach you a lot about yourself, number one. It'll make you a better sexual partner, number two. And it'll also make you far better at able to both handle and generate sexual energy. Um, So I'm going to talk about this from a physical perspective um, and I'll try and link it back. Hopefully this also gives you a little bit of insight into like my particular philosophy on magic, such as it is. Um, but I have this resting belief that my goal is to help people understand themselves through the vehicle of their body, to come to their true self, to the things that um, are important, their life's mission, their greater purpose. And it starts with your body. Um, There's lots of esoteric ideas about this. 
Um, but I try and, as much as possible, keep some of that language and terminology out. One, because it's alienating, but two, because sometimes people get caught in the minutia, and I'm as guilty of this as anyone else, and I think if we can deal with broad principles, sometimes that's all we possibly need. Um, So let's run with this idea that your body, your physical body, because sexual, the one thing that I think interests a lot of us about sex magic is that, one, it does bridge that gap between the, your physical body, because if your body's not involved, uh, what exactly is happening there? And the magical nature of sex and sexuality. Um, the Temple of Psychic Youth have this really interesting idea. It comes up as well, and I've got some other thoughts and practices on this that um, Michael Bertio brings up as well, which this idea that sexuality reaches back into the sort of the deeper part of ourselves the unconditioned, um, not necessarily uncivilised, but we can use that term, you know, the primal part of ourselves um, that has nothing to do with culture and our personal identity, like sexuality is, and desire is cosmic in force and scope. Um, even Carl Jung talks about it being more like a, a god force that it moves through us. And I think to do that justice... Um, we have to make our bodies the best they can to handle that. And there's several things that you can do that will make you better. If you were to do this, and I actually have sort of been working away in the background on coaching structures to try and... It's me trying to come up with the best way to actually teach it. Um, That's probably the the main stumbling block. And I, I feel like the best way would be over several lunar cycles where you devote yourself to like this sort of thing and then integrate botanicals and nutritional protocols as well. <clears throat> and here I'm just going to talk exclusively about what you can do to your body physically. I've written a little bit about this on my blog um, where I talk about it under the idea of like l- unlocking libido and life force and libido not just being what makes you horny and the physical sexual expression but also the drive towards more life, more experience and the thing that helps you accomplish things in the world. It's a pretty heavily studied area, actually. Mm. Lots, a lot of academic stuff about uh, correlating uh, libido, high levels of libido and career success and worldly ambition and fulfilment. Um, fortunately, it's something you can cultivate as well. So wherever you sit, on the spectrum of things uh, just be aware that there's always things that you can do and magic's about change so let's embrace that so my principles basically this is going to be some broad general categories with some basic advice that you can run away and start using towards making your body the best possible vessel for channeling sexual energy you can take that in any direction you like Um, so the, the four areas that I'll look at is basically unlocking of tension zones in the body. Um, and I'll give you some brief advice on that. And then training, how to train the muscles that actually <coughs> are the most androgenic or like the ones that are, there's a feedback loop between training certain muscle groups that one, that make you look a lot better 
but they're also those ones that are indicative of you being in a high level of reproductive fitness. So I'll talk about that in a second and how you can cultivate that. Um, the notion of like building raw athleticism and finally I'll touch on like baseline conditioning. Uh, and if you put those things together, um, you will be one sexual beast. Um, so I don't know you personally, so I can't personalize this exactly, but I'll give you the, the broad strategies that will work for you. My advice would be if you have a deficiency of it in any of those particular areas, you can de definitely put all of this stuff together. Oh, that would be my general advice. But you should focus on where you're most efficient. And as I talk through these, you'll get, um, you'll get some insight into what I'm saying. So the first one that I would look at is um, releasing tension zones in the body. <coughs> Wilhelm Reich, he who coined the term orgone energy, um, refers to these ideas. So he's a protege of like Carl Jung and he's working through and develops a more physical system. It's highly complicated. It's been developed by guys like Raoul Rigardi and Christopher Hyatt in more magical sense. It's incredibly convoluted and complex. There's a couple of things that you just need to know that will take care of 90% of the issues there. <coughs> so his thinking is that you, know, you can get tension and blockages in certain parts of the body that can correlate to trauma or experience. And you can physically manipulate those areas and get better flow of energy. And this is, if you do this, you'll, you'll know this and probably you intuitively know this to be true anyway. Um, you might be thinking now about particular postural aspects that you have. And here's the one thing that, the one principle that you need to know is the posterior of the body needs to be strengthened and the anterior needs to be lengthened. Um, that might seem simple, but it's a basic uh, principle that we use in making better athletes. And by doing that, we make better human beings or people better able to perform. So when the front of the body becomes overly tense, um, you send submission signals basically to your brain. Amy Cuddy's done some great research into this. Drives up cortisol and it pushes down testosterone. So it makes you less dominant and more submissive. Um, this is the sitting posture. Uh, if you have a computer job, you're likely doing this, but like trauma can do it as well. So the areas that most likely get tense or tightened are the hip flexors, the chest and the neck, um, the shoulders as well. So th there are other areas as well course there always are um, but these are the areas and they can be dealt with quite directly but you will need to take a bit of patience so that one of the best movements and there's several yoga variations of this but the back bridge is a position where the rear of the body is maximally um, contracted and so you develop strength through those muscles and then the shoulders the chest the neck the the hip flexors and the front of the thighs will all be stretched and lengthened and that active stre uh, stretching 
while the rear is contracted does a lot more than passive stretching. Um, and it will make you a better functional human being. Now, most people won't be able to get into that position straight off the bat. My advice would be um, to, this is an audio only podcast, so I'm not going to demonstrate this. Um, <coughs> if I pop up a YouTube channel, I'll probably do something like this eventually. But or if I work with you personally, I'll show you how to do it. Um, but for most people, uh, that full bridge might be a little bit beyond them. The way to begin would be to get yourself a Swiss ball, um, if you haven't done anything like this for a while, and just allow yourself to roll back as much as you can. I'd have like a surf, either do this where your head is facing a wall or some sort of firm surface so you can grab onto it and just try and relax and contract the posterior muscles while you stretch the front. The goal should be to hold it for three sets of 30 seconds each and that will stretch out those muscles. If you want, you can just you can obviously hang for longer or decompress a lot of your upper spine and your thoracic spine as well. So it does some amazing things um, for your health. It has quite a rejuvenating effect on your whole body. If you were to couple that up with some spinal twisting and some stuff for your hamstrings as well, which I won't go into now, right now because I feel like the, the bridging is probably the thing that does most of what modern Westerners need, um, you'll be a long way. The goal over time should be to get into a full back bridge and hold that position for 30 seconds. Um, <coughs> and you should do three sets of 30. Um, I started doing these several years ago when I was, um, my partner and I were traveling through Europe and I just, uh, I was just away from gyms for a while and I thought I'd just work on my mobility. So I started working on a thing called the trifecta from a book called Comfy Conditioning, which has, if you do those, if you get better at those three moves, so they're an L-sit, um, the back bridge and a spinal twist variation, um, which stretches out basically your entire body while strengthening it at the same time. Um, it's incredibly restorative and people, you do it for a while, no matter who you are, uh, you'll be able to walk into any yoga studio and do everything they do. Um, it's a fast track to... Oh, maybe not everything, but more than most. Um, unless you go, if you're going to a super advanced yoga studio. Um, but yeah, it gives you a lot of strength and mobility, and importantly, it corrects a lot of postural imbalances. Um, it's a very fast way to unlock those tension zones. So you might find that you get emotional actually as you do this, um, because emotions do get trapped in your body. Um, and if that's happening, this is a good thing because it's releasing. So just be conscious of that. And if you've got an energetic practice, you probably will find that's happening too. Um, but it will make you much more... One, it will make you a better athlete. It'll make you... You'll notice a lot of aches and pains go away. Um, one thing you'll notice often is... you. you uh, well, I tend to notice if I do a lot of it, you just jump out of bed and you're like, you're ready. You could basically do anything straight away. So it's that general preparedness. Um, if you are looking for a, like a good basic resource, if you put into YouTube, I think it's GMB Fitness, um, 
and Spinal Bridge or Bridge, I think they have a really good tutorial that will take you from beginner to advance. Put that into your physical practice. Do it daily until you get really good at it. Tip two, you need to turn your body into what it would be if it was in maximal reproductive fitness. And both genders, so there's a feedback loop um, between your body and your your hormones. Um, the, the thing that sometimes is more obvious in men, um, and men respond better to it. But let's think about this. Your if I if I take a male and I inject them with supranormal um, supra normal levels of testosterone, several muscles will like become exaggerated. It's one of the ways you can actually spot someone who's on gear is you'll notice that their upper traps and upper and lower traps will generally blow up as long with their upper chest. And that's because they have a lot of uh, androgenic receptors, testosterone receptors. <coughs> so the testosterone binds to those areas a lot easier than it does others. It works the other way as well. If you train those muscles, um, it will with full body compound movements and you get progressively stronger. One, you'll develop the muscles, but it also sends a message to your body to produce more testosterone. So this is kind of the the reverse way of looking at things. Um, the, the goal here is that you're trying to make yourself... There are certain... Um, this has nothing to be with what's politically or culturally correct... But there are certain characteristics in both genders that just trigger um, raw sexual attraction and you can cultivate those, but they will also make you um, more sexually aroused yourself, which is a good thing, um, particularly if you want to go down this. And like if you're not doing this already and you add this to it, one, I think it's important because so this is why me stressing why it's important first is um it's important because like to be like uh decent like or you know, if you want to excel in the area of sex magic i think you need to be attractive to yourself <coughs> but you also need to be attractive to either your current partner if you're working with partner or partners or you're wanting to attract more partners and there's some really good research actually into if you're doing partnered sex that women have much stronger um, and orgasms and more frequent orgasms with men who have a better uh, shoulder-to-waist ratio. So there's like mathematical figures for it, but basically you want a thinner waist and wider shoulders. So in men, the, the signals that automatically, and like I say, there's nothing to be with me having a political or cultural position on it, this is just your biology, is... Uh, well-developed upper and mid traps. I think that often gets overlooked. A lot of people focus on just the upper. The mid traps will actually pull your chest back as well. They look, it's this not always super visible, but they make a massive difference to the appearance of your physique. Um, your upper chest and obviously your shoulders, like that, those muscles are developed even in sort of thinner people, just signal... Um, that you're reproductively fit um, and they're easy. Those muscles can be developed quite well. 
and I'll tell you how to do that in a second. In both genders, um, having well-developed glutes um, is vitally important. Um, if you consider that uh, the, 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 the strongest signaling that you are past your reproductive fitness is like old man butt, um, then you want the opposite of that. Um, but fortunately, this is a trainable quality. Like you, strong athletic gut, like glutes, like are one of the best signs that you're a decent athlete. But instinctively, other people notice that without consciously doing it. It's a subconscious thing that you're reproductively fit. If you train those muscles hard, though, in either gender, they have, and it's a very good, uh, uh, they, they will boost your, your basically your sex hormones. You'll be a lot hornier than you are right now. But they also have some corrective, <coughs> um, they also will, obviously because of where it's situated, um, they can also assist with like just sexual function in themselves because you're pushing blood through that area. Um, so there's a hormonal cascade that comes along with training your legs and particularly your glutes frequently with full compound movements. So I'm going to give you some simple things. Um, the glutes, because they're both postural muscles and they're generated as of energy, uh, generate as of power, um, they can actually take quite a lot of volume. So just let me get a drink. I've been talking for a while. Um, if you all currently have glute amnesia, uh, one of the best ways and probably one of the easiest for most people to do is like to start putting them into your training as part of a full body split. Um, so train, for example, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, train them in different rep ranges um, with different movements for, for example, five by five on, on Monday. If you haven't done this already, like just get into a gym, learn how to perform a handful of movements and just get better at them. <clears throat> so for example, Monday, you hit a five by five squat. Um, five by five is five sets of five, two to three uh, minutes rest. So first two sets do sub max, the last uh, the first two do sub max, push the weight up in the last three, like try and get as heavy as possible. If you hit the same weight, next week put up the weight. On Wednesday, you could do something like Bulgarian split squats in a higher rep range. You can do them unweighted. Um, so maybe 15 to 20 reps per, if you have a slight forward lean, it'll target the glutes further. So think about pushing back with the hips. And on Friday, you could do something like hip thrusts in a sort of eight to 12 rep range for about four sets. Um, so the first day, the first movement of the week is obviously the heavy one. If you partner that up with some just high rep body weight stuff while you're at home, do that for a month, your glutes will grow like crazy. Um, and you'll also notice a lot of other positive benefits. It's almost, if you develop your glutes with full body movements, it's almost impossible not to develop the rest of your body um, just because they're such a totalizing movement. So I prefer to do them athletically. By all means, do some of the high rep band stuff as that, but you do need to combine that with some heavy weight. Um, and the stimulus to that is it will massively increase hormonal production which will make you a better overall sex magician 
Um, just returning to that, the point about the male upper body. Um, so <clears throat> two movements that you could start incorporating uh, straight away and probably do this uh, twice per week is a rack deadlift would be the best option because and if you use a slightly wider grip that will target your entire a rack deadlift is um a deadlift performed from uh around knee height um so it takes out a lot of the lo- lower body movement um but will really target your traps and a lot of your upper body actually in your back um so you you would do those in I like to see those in a slightly lower range. Um, and the other one would be standing overhead press. So in both of these, I'd work them in the five to eight rep range, more of a strength hypertrophy range. Um, and the standing overhead press, assuming you've got the flexibility for it, um, in a five to eight rep range as well. So the goal is just get stronger on those movements just doing them in themselves will stimulate a lot of androgenic activity um correct a lot of problems if it turns out that you can't shoulder press with a bar you can use um dumbbells and just change the hand positioning to one that's more comfortable to your shoulders um always progress slowly with these things um don't jump ahead but good goals to aim for physique for men is if you shouldn't deadlift twice your body weight. Um, this is just good standards and not like uh, elite. And for overhead press, you want about 0.8 of your body weight. Um, like if you can do overhead press of your body weight at in that sort of five to six reps, you will be one stud. You will be a beast. You will be in that, a, a very elite like company but their standards to aim for i'm just saying there's a direct correlation between strength and hypertrophy um there's a million ways to train but this is a very direct way to do it uh build those muscles up um and and the reason i use body weight as a reference point is because it means that you have to be lean um uh because the only thing that's shifting that muscle that movement uh if it's referenced against your body weight, is um, functional mass, muscle. And muscle is not just dead tissue, it's an endocrine organ. organ. Um, okay, do that, your libido will go up and your body will blow up. Um, so, next one. Uh, become explosive. Um, so, power and ex- the ability to explode, they're probably the two physical characteristics that drop off the fastest with age. Um, if you don't, if you don't train them, uh, mobility is probably up there as well, but <clears throat> your ability to just, just raw power, that's something that will uh, deteriorate fastest. Partly that's because the muscle fibers responsible for that are just super energy costly, like calorically expensive to just have on your body. So if you're not using them, your body goes, oh, well, I won't use them. But they have a massive hormonal impact um, on you. It's one of the reasons why sprinters are always so freaking lean because uh, there's a hormonal cascade and an adaptive response to those sports. 
um, that does some amazing things to your body. Basically, this I mean the purpose of cha- training is actually to tra- change the way your body works and expresses yourself. It's not just to expend calories. Um, so there's a ripple effect there, which leads to, and this is a very well studied area. Um, so this is me. We'll eventually go into some conditioning stuff, but. If you want better orgasms, higher libido in both genders, you need to be doing some sprinting. And I'll give you some entry points. So the ones that correlate the best with testosterone production are usually very short. Um, And the ones in the slightly higher sort of... So when I say short, I'm thinking like six to ten seconds. Um, So super explosive. Uh, and the ones that correlate better with uh, growth hormone are usually around 30 to 60 seconds. Um, This is sprinting, though. This isn't jogging, and this isn't doing Tabata, not normal interval training. It's like explosive power. If you haven't done this sort of thing before, you have to start super cautiously because this is one of the highest areas of risk and reward but sprinting is probably one of the most primal expressions of athleticism it's like your body you've evolved to do it you've evolved to run like someone pulled a gun on you um to walk a lot and run really fast um but it has a very totalizing uh that it'll change the way your entire body works i can't stress this enough um so if you want a really maximal testosterone boost in both genders this will drive up your libido if you do it weekly um it'll do it acutely as well so you'll notice a shift in your libido almost straight away is um uh six sprints um six short sprints between six to ten seconds uh full rest between them so it's not you should so when i say you want to recover you're training to get faster you're not training so this is you're training power and speed you're not training to get slower or to be tired um, so let's assume you've warmed up. If you haven't done this before, or even if you have, I suggest like slight incline or hills. One, because it will slow you down, but also push you into better sprint mechanics. Um, then the first two or three, you run them at about 60, 70%. You just focus on really good form. And the last three, you push like sort of to 90, 95%. There's rarely ever a case to go to 100%, like so 100% is like proper race space. Um, if you haven't done this for a while, it's a bit hard to judge. Um, so the important thing is that you just start doing them. For beginners, I recommend shoving them in, you know, twice a week into your training and just like let the, just try and just get better at the sprinting component. Just try and practice the movement. Uh, I'll have a knock-on effect with mobility and all sorts of stuff as well. Um, if you, yeah, probably steer you away from doing the longer ones. Throw away. If if you really have problems with sprinting, uh, the next best option would be sled pushes. Um, most good gyms have those now. And the potential for injury is like basically zero unless you do something super stupid, they slow you down, but they just really push you into a good position. And then once you've um, spent several weeks, those you most people find they could probably go across to sprinting. If you need other ideas, um, reach out and I'll give you them. By all means, you can do them on assault bikes and spin bikes and other things like that. But the best one 
for total physical development is moving your legs really fast over ground uh, that has the most anabolic response. Now, <clears throat> the last thing we'll, I'll talk, touch about is um, aerobic conditioning. Um, very well studied area. There's like sort of some, if you wanted one, if I, if I was to offer you a pill that would reduce your blood pressure, help you sleep better, give you better skin and better orgasms, better recovery um, in six to eight weeks, you know, what would you pay me for it? Um, so you can get it for free. Um, and if you do this, and it's super mechanical, super boring, but it works and it's really reliable. Um, it's you basically try to accumulate about 90 minutes across a week. So that could be like three, 30 minutes, however you want to divide it up and just keep your heart rate between about 130 to 150 beats per minute. Do that over time. Um, won't interfere with recovery. And it just makes, just pushing your blood, pushing blood through your system at that rate over time just causes particular changes to happen. You get increased capillary density, more mitochondria, better mitochondria. If you do that in tandem with the other things, it works better. But you just, it does need time. The positive thing is once those changes have happened, once those adaptations have occurred, You'll pretty much keep them for a long period of time. You can you can really dial it right back after that. But most people will find if, for instance, they're having trouble losing body fat, um, just committing to a solid block of that type of aerobic conditioning um, will shift things in the favour. Like you don't want it to go too far above that. Um, some people will find maybe 120 to 150 um, if you're unsure, maybe err on the lower side. But it, yeah, as I say, it's like a magic bullet for a lot of things. Um, makes you better able to use fat for energy and uh, glycogen as well. Um, so anyway, those are the three things. There are the four things, sorry. And I've put those together and I've just tried. I'm hoping um, this will be helpful to you on the grounds that you need to get your body right first because, you know, you can pump your perineum and visualise until you're blue in the face. But if you can't run around a block without gassing out, like really how good at sex magic are you going to be? Fortunately, there are very direct ways that you can address this. Um, I will talk about the practical applications of building a better body in other posts and how you might do that magically. This has been one where I've been trying to get more closer to like integrating, like you need to have a physical practice in place as well. So this is me stressing if there's a bit of lack of like um, straight occult stuff in here. Well, the reality is your body is occult and the fact that you can change it should let you know if you can if you've got a vision of yourself you can change your body should let you know that it's a very magical instrument um so you can put those things together any way you can there's obviously far more that you could go into in all of those areas but it's a podcast and i'm hoping to keep you 
interested for a period of about half an hour and I'm also really hopeful that I can give you something that you can walk away with. If you've got any questions about any of those things, by all means, reach out. Um, I love to help people and so if I can, by all means, reach out. But you put those together and get better. One, you'll look better. Um, Your libido will be higher. You'll be a better channel for sexual energy in the first place and it will just make you a better human being and you can use that in any way you want even if you don't choose to practice sex magic um i would like to explore some of those more i mean the reason that this is important is if you want to practice some of the more sabbatic forms of sex magic or the orgiastic ones um if you're not super fit um you're not getting much out of that at all um so get yourself into decent nick um i will i wanted to in the next one i'm going to talk a little bit about <coughs> some other uh, another magical personality that you might find interesting um and his particular application to magic so look out for that if you like my material if you like uh sort of content i'm sharing i please reach out let me know um you can share, I would love it if you share my material, subscribe, like, all that sort of stuff. Um, let me know what you want to know more about. If you want to find me online, my website, I shall link in the show notes. It's uh, at sorceryandbodytransformation.com. Uh, I currently offer quite a lot of coaching, but some of that stuff I would prefer you contact me directly and I can talk about what might be the best fit for you personally. Uh, My thing is getting people to develop their body and using magical techniques to do that as well as practical ones in case that wasn't super obvious from this podcast. Love you guys. Wish you all the best and I will see you very soon. Bye.